welcome to On The Fly. Oh, we're good? Oh, yeah, we're starting. We're doing it now. I never know when he's really starting. <laughs> I like to keep that bit of ambiguity. That was a popsicle that you just heard. Because we decided, screw not mixing work and pleasure. <laughs> That's right. We're going to eat these popsicles. You know how uh, people at, at uh, Chick-fil-A always say, it's my pleasure? I made a suggestion and everybody hates it. I'm listening. <laughs> that when you say thank you to a Chick-fil-A employee, they instead say, it's pleasurable. Apparently <laughs> 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 that's not Has that been, have you told the actual Chick-fil-A workers or just people yeah. in general? Hey, do you know about the Chick-fil-A unspoken rule? Don't eat food off the floor? No, no, no. They put the pretty people up front and the trolls in the back. Makes sense. Like in the kitchen. It's a business. You got to do that. You mean... Think about it. You got ugly workers. Somebody's no going to come in. Somebody's going to like actually uncover the truth about that one day and it's going to be like a big scandal chick-fil-a scandal round two eight episode documentary that's right anyways what are we doing here today kenny today we have decided we're gonna get we're gonna get into the movie reviewing business also a little incomprehensible yell in the back was grayson say hi grayson hi well that was (laughs) long-winded just like our podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too soon <laughs> uh but first well, oh yeah let's talk about the podcast uh today we're going to be reviewing movies we've never seen before or at least i hope we haven't seen because we chose three how many did you choose oh enough <laughs> i chose three. Oh, i have more oh geez okay. okay i have chosen three movies for you to review that i'm assuming you haven't seen yeah but i chose one okay and grape chose one good mm, grape you want to say your flavor out loud so I don't feel like I'm alone here? Um, pink? I don't, you know, like, sometimes, like, like, popsicles or lollipops, they have a flavor that is loosely associated with the color of a real yeah. fruit. This doesn't taste like fruit, man. It's just pink. It just tastes like pink. I'm going to guess strawberry or watermelon. I don't know, man. I don't hear it. Well, this got off the rails very quickly. Yeah. Uh, like I said, movie reviews, but we decided we wanted to do crappy movies, but we also didn't want to waste our time watching them. So we are doing movie, movie reviews of movies we haven't seen. Uh, before we get started, a quick word from our new podcast president, Candace Avery. Thank you all for voting for me to be president of this here podcast. As, as the first president of this podcast, I'd like to look at this podcast's humble beginnings. We started as a small podcast owned by a bigger podcast, but we declared our podcastual independence because they were taxing our team and they made us quarter their, our troops in, in our homes. So I decided we're declaring our independence. We're going to fight in the great podcast wars. You also have to have Pinterest to have voted for me. So as the CEO of Pinterest, I will be shutting down my company. And you guys cannot vote anymore because Pinterest is closed. No more voting, just me. I am now a dictator of this here podcast. My first act as president will be to kick out all the celebrities I don't like. 
or the celebrities you guys don't like. But if I like them, they're staying because I am a dictator. Also, my second act as president will be to um, get rid of all furniture. If you want more furniture, you have to make it yourself. It's not my problem, it's a you problem. I will be having my rich, rich people make me furniture. Because I am rich and I run Pinterest. Thank you all for voting for me as president. Also, we're going to secede from the union just because. Just because. Thank you for voting for me, Candace Avery. Well, I think those are some very wise words. Wow, what spoken like a true leader. Mm-hmm. I also want to give context here. We actually haven't recorded what she's going to say yet, so we're very excited to hear what she has to say. And we will clip it into what was about 10 seconds ago. If it was racist what she said, I immediately retract my agreeing with her. Uh, On the Fly does not condone or support the words of Candace Avery if, in fact, they end up being bad. If not, you know, full support for her. Full support. We stand behind her. All right, so uh, do you want to go first with your first movie, or do you want me to give you... Yeah. um, This actually was a, a random Facebook find this week. Somebody said, this is actually a real movie. So here is the... The... (laughs) <laughs> um, like picture mm-hmm. of the movie. What's that called? Poster. Poster. Yeah, it's like a poster. Okay, so explain it. All right. So I'm looking at a poster with in red letters with a tire mark over it saying rubber, and there's a big wheel, not a wheel, a tire on a road with a police car behind it and a crow in front of it, as if the tire is about to crush the crow and the cop was chasing the tire. Okay. And then here's um, a little bit of an excerpt. All right. Here is the description. A car tire comes to life with the power to make people explode and goes on a murderous rampage through the California desert. Release date, April 1st, 2011. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I don't know where you can watch this movie, but it's real. Uh, We'll have to look that up. Also, is our plan to eventually watch these movies? I hope not. (laughs) Somebody out there will. All right. My movie review. Uh, Movie starts out with a good, ominous tone. There's a car. It explodes. And everyone's like, man, thank goodness that convicted robber slash murderer is dead. Mm. But then the wheel starts rolling. It doesn't stop rolling. And everyone's like, man, where's that wheel going? We should go stop it. And as they grab it, he runs them over and kills them. Mm. So it's a very nice start. It's a lovely, you know, just atmosphere. By lovely, I mean very ominous for the tone of the movie. Okay. Um, I think the romances in the movie were a little convoluted. Yeah. All those teen romances. And I didn't buy it. It just felt so cheesy. But just seeing them get just ran over by that tire was empowering. And I thought, man... If a tire could do it, I could too. Uh, Hopefully you're not going to the causeway later. Why is that? Where teen romance occurs and you might be (laughs) encouraged to run somebody over. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, The music was good. You know, all that was 90s soundtracks, all that kind of, not screamo, but kind of like gargly throat stuff. I thought it mixed. Grungy. Yeah. Overall, I give this movie... A six out of ten. Wow. 
I couldn't imagine. Let's see. What did other people give this movie? Yeah, a 6 out of 10, actually. <laughs> 5.8 out of 10. <laughs> so, 69% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually pretty good. Wow, that's... Did you finish your popsicle already? Yeah. Uh, Are I you did. a biter, not a, not a sucker? I'm a biter. Ooh. I just, like, take, like, two-inch chunks at once and just crunch them up. I got sensitive teeth. <laughs> All right. All right. Sensodyne. Sensodyne teeth. All right. Let's see if I can actually open this up. It's not recognizing. My, that's because my thumb's wet. Is it? Kenny's trying to use his fingerprint to open his iPad, but it, it could be that this isn't actually Kenny. Exactly. I'm a shapeshifter. Are you a Are you a tire murderer? Oh man, I wish. All right. So the first movie I got for you is. Can you describe this for me, please? Oh gosh. All right. This movie title is called. The Velocipaster. Actually, I'm pretty sure Aaron has watched this. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Aaron McKee's watched this. So, there's like a big old scary, drooly, bloody mouth Velociraptor in HD at the top of the screen. Oh, I didn't even realize it. His head is coming out of a suit, but not just a normal like business suit. A pastor suit with a little white collar on his neck. I don't know what those are called. It's not a pastor suit. It's it's a frock. Is it a frock? I I know that's what they call the barber thing. Okay, well it's the the little white collar thingy, and beneath it there are ninjas with katanas in a burning city, and a pastor-like man who looks like he's actually becoming a velociraptor. Okay. So, do you want me to read? I'm going to read the description. Oh, yeah, description. Here we go. Because I've got them. I got all these IMDb tabs open up, and I don't want to spoil the rest of them. Yeah. Looks scary. We'll, Those look scary. We'll hear out in a cause review if it is scary. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first, horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. Wow, okay. Review so, it for us. Yeah, I think that was captured perfectly by the description there. Because, you know, there was the pain and loss of the parents. You know, what's really weird is you would think that it was like a childhood loss. His parents were in their early 70s. And um, it really wasn't as tragic as one might believe. So I think they could have pulled a Disney on us, early 80s Disney movie, and killed the parents as a child and made them watch in horror. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the real emotion... Yeah, on the outside, obviously, he's fighting ninjas, you know. He's turning into Velociraptor, kind of like the Hulk. Hmm. But uh, the internal conflict, that's really where the movie shine. You know, the pastor getting to his lowest moment, about to prostitute. Go on. Participate. And uh, turns out, you know, she stopped and said, wait a second, you should use a secret hidden power that you don't know that you have, or that I don't know that you have. That was kind of weird. She, she just knew, you know. It's kind of like, kind of like a plot hole. Mm. So... The ninjas were a little over the top for me. I know it was in China, but it's not like everybody in America is a cowboy, right? <laughs> so they just, you know, 
went on, went all Chinese ninja on us. Wait, are ninjas from China or sa- samurais or Japan? They're Japanese. Japanese, that's right. So, uh, yeah, I give this movie... Hold up, now that I'm realizing it, wait a minute. So he goes to China, but he's fighting ninjas. Yeah, where are ninjas from? Japan. They're from Japan, too? Yes. Like samurais? I guess they could have been... They, they invaded China, because I did watch it. Yes. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Oh, yes, I did. In my heart. How many? So I give it a I give it a two. Out of how many stars? Um out of fifteen. <laughs> it's surprising. Everyone else gave us about a five point one average out of ten. Yeah, well, mine's less than that. Mine's <laughs> a one point five average out of ten. What happened to the two? I said two out of fifteen. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> All right, I, I found that when I was looking for movies, that action and horror seemed to be the only ones that caught my attention. You know, like romance or drama movies, it's like, oh, there's two people's faces who look normal in like a title like Stuck in Love or something like that. And it's like, it, it. so anyways, this is what I came up with for you. All right, so the poster I've been given here says Martian Land. Starring Alan Petrozilsweski, Lane Townsend, and Jennifer Dorogi. With the caption, no life on Mars, just death, with death in red. And there's a cityscape in the background kind of clouded, with an astronaut helmet in the front. And inside the astronaut helmet is a skull. Alright, ooh, and the description here. In the future, mankind lives on Mars in cities protected by force fields. When a massive sandstorm destroys Mars, New York, Mars, New York, the city of Mars, Los Angeles, has to find a way to stop the storm before it wipes them out. I'm going to read that again because I was too fixated on the fact that they decided to name the city New Mars, New York. The future mankind lives on Mars. So first of all, I think they should have named the city New York Mars, like New York colon Mars version rather than Mars New York. No, no, no. I think, because I saw the movie, this is a perfect title. This movie is covered in allegory, all right? From the very first moment, we are being told, hey, this is not just some science fiction mumbo-jumbo. This is a, not a movement, this is all meaning about it's it's about earth all right and how we're not protecting our environment that's why they that's yeah that's why they name it new york mars so we're like hey this feels like the new york i know and love here i was expecting to get in this crazy science fiction romp with this skull in the helmet on this city on mars yeah maybe with this city named orca fork because that's how they talk on mars orga fork and orga for no, they don't have any hard sounds. It's just like vowels. Well, together. they don't have the proper lips for it. <laughs> they have all these squishy lips, those Martians. I should have known. So it's not this realistic science fiction. No, it's 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 heart wrenching. It reminds you of home. You're not just you're not sucked into the science world. You're thinking about home. You are being told, man, this storm's going on here is the radiation basically from the sun and these force fields are our 
what do you call that? What's the ozone layer? The o- I forgot the name for the ozone layer. And the main character, Jack Hrumpf, it's Dutch. He has <laughs> traveled to this colony as basically a, a bureaucrat, a hardened bureaucrat with a, a soul of ice. Mm. But throughout the story, he's like, wait a minute. We have to protect these cities. We can't keep polluting. We need to save the whales. There are no whales. There are no whales on Mars. He just okay. is getting the implication here from this burnt-out city and these force fields that are being destroyed that we need to save the whales. I don't know how he makes a connection. That's the only problem I have with the movie, which is why I'm giving it a nine out of ten instead of a ten out of ten. Wow! Is <laughs> because they're just jumping. Uh, I mean, the whole movie's flawless, obviously. But just when you get that whole, like, I gotta save the whales, and I'm like, oh, this is one of those preachy movies, how we have to save wildlife. Like, I could stand, you know, saving the environment, but the wildlife within it, that's where I cross the line. So, 9 out of 10. You know, people always say that we should save our environment, save our world for our children's children, but I've just got a fundamental disagreement with that, Kenny. You just want to save the whales? No, I just don't believe children should be having more children. They're too young. They gotta stop it. They gotta wait till they're old. That's right. <laughs> was that where you're going with that? Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere, but I think it's still funny. I like it. All right, let's see. Next movie I got for you. What do we got? No fingerprint, Kenny. It actually worked now because I'm not sucking on my popsicle. Not by the ice. What popsicle? Ice pop. Ice pop. You guys know the type in this plastic wrapper that will never mm-hmm. biodegrade. Oh, yeah, Save the Whales. Yeah. Uh, so, looking up weird movies, I found... This is the poster. Would you mind describing this to us? Yeah, that is a dude with a suit again, holding his hands out in front of him in a crinkly way. It kind of looks like he should be holding a typewriter, but the way that his hands and the typewriter align, clearly that's not happening. So, obviously, the man's... Face and entire head is actually an old-fashioned typewriter with a hat on it. And the movie is called Naked Lunch. Exterminate all rational thought. Did you mention the hat? Oh, yeah, there's a hat. He looks like Cam Newton in a press conference. All right. And for the description here for Naked Lunch... After developing an addiction to the substance he used to kill bugs, an exterminator accidentally kills his wife and becomes involved in a secret government plot being orchestrated by giant bugs in a port town in North Africa. (laughs) Please dive into this for us, would you, Kyle? Well, it hit a little too close to home, seeing as I used to be addicted to uh, Black Flag. (laughs) I used to snort the stuff. That, that never happened either. <laughs> but yeah, he becomes a, a. It said he became addicted to the stuff he used to kill bugs. Yes. Yeah, and then he accidentally kills his wife. So once again, you might be thinking he accidentally killed his wife with bug poison. Actually, no. He was high and he backed out of his driveway while she was gardening and ran her over. So a little misleading once again with the with the description. But um, yeah, you know he gets kind of ticked. How is it that stuff like this doesn't happen to you and I, Kenny? We accidentally run over a loved one, and life goes on. 
he accidentally runs over a loved one, all of a sudden he's mixed in with these bigwigs who have this big conspiracy theory going on behind closed doors. It's all the uh, the special effects of Hollywood. It is, you know, it's just so unrealistic because most people who accidentally kill others don't go on to join a force of giant bugs in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I'm done. <laughs> so uh, the bug special effects were were amazing. You know how... Uh, and this is a movie from 1991, mind you. Oh, yeah. So this is way ahead of its time because think how cheesy things like the Velociraptor were in, um, <laughs> in the Jurassic Park. And then think of like... Uh, with a bloopy avatar, you know, it was like Jurassic Park to Avatar. Those bugs, the bugs in this movie compared to the bugs in Men in Black, actually technically they're aliens in Men in Black, but man. They're aliens that look like bugs. Miles away. Miles better, you know, in, in graphic and in design. So, um, yeah, the fact that the dude's face was a typewriter for the entire movie really threw me off, too. I just thought, why? You know, it didn't stand for anything. It's just kind of like, I think it must have been like a, a production set bet. Like, hey, let's see if we can do the whole movie and nobody will notice. So uh, I have a theory that it was just he got hired for the job and then a plastic surgery went wrong and he had a face that looked like a typewriter. And like, oh, we can't fire him. We just would look like monsters. So they just kind of rushed through the production with a guy with a typewriter for a head. Wait, is that theory real life theory? Like, but not in the movie because that's some conspiracy theories we're doing going. Double on. make believe right now. I'm not sure which one we're going with. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'll give it a uh, eight out of twelve. Yeah, out of 12. I don't like reducing my fractions. This got a seven point one out of ten on IMDb as an average. All right, so that's You're pretty right, much right there. Off. Yeah. Wait, you, you went eight out of twelve again? No, last time it was one point five out of. 15 right you said tw- two, 2 out, two out, out of, 15, of 15 and you narrowed it down so 8 out of 12 you say yeah 8 out of 12 which would be I'm not 66% alright you're still pretty close to the average I, I, think. I hope I didn't just do math wrong in front of everyone just a voice of the people okay oh yeah so I actually need to choose <clears throat> for you which of these how many did you choose um I have a couple I have three more but this one's just embarrassing, so we're going to go with it. All right. <laughs> so I have been given here a movie poster in the style of High School Musical with a bunch of kids jumping around, legs in the air, arms up. You know, I guess these kids that should be enjoying the, the joy of sports, but instead are, you know, enticing themselves with musical numbers and there's a green backdrop and it's a big title which says Sunday School Musical not your ordinary high school is the tagline here yep. also hi Sam, Sam walked in Sam Ryuchi in the flesh and here's the description teenagers enter a song and dance competition to raise money to save a youth center it's funny, the production company is called The Asylum, which just sounds scary. <laughs> 2008. I see that again? Well, of course. 2008. So that's like, what, a year after the original High School Musical came out? I guess probably. I don't know. Fair enough. I lost it. Uh, just. All right. So this movie was, you know, a little cheesy for my taste, starting out with all these kids that did the drugs, and then this man busts down the door and says, hey... No more of that. 
And they're like, oh, why, yes, sir. And then a bit of a flash forward, two years later, they're, you know, all in Sunday school. They've officially dropped out of regular school, just school on Sundays. And let's see. Song and dance raise money to save the youth center. Uh, the drugs have messed up their vocal cords and their dancing abilities. They were so high and messed up on it for so many years that it's just destroyed their ability to go forward and do it ever again. But they say, you know what? Defy the odds. We are above this. We're going to come on top here. All right. We're going to beat this school competition, although we have no talent anymore or ever probably did. And they go into it and they beat everyone else at this competition. I thought the uh, the mid sequence where the dog started talking, I was a little confused. Like, wait, are the kids back on drugs? But they weren't. They just added a talking dog halfway through the movie. It was a bit of a weird artistic choice, but I thought it was, you know, just to represent the idea of like, you know, our inner child and to never let that die. And but dogs die. They do, but our inner child doesn't. Oh. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, there's not. Uh, but overall, I give it a 1 out of 10. Wow, that's bad. It's the worst movie so far. I don't know, you gave a... Mine ended up being closer to like 1.4 to 1.6. 34% like this movie, so I'm, uh, I'm, guess I'm below average on this one. You are below average on this one. All right. All right, so we've got one more movie to review. Yes. So this maybe, poster is... Maybe isn't... we can get a word from the losing presidential candidate. Ah, uh, yes. Jeremiah Fancy. No, not Jeremiah Fancy Pants. Do you remember what the other names were? Because he was way back in the... Uh... I'll find it. Yeah. Um, all right, so you're giving me a movie, right? No, we'll... I am, but you're giving a... No, we'll set that up for a minute from now. Let's do the movie review here. All right. So not an impressive poster here, but... Okay, this movie is called Butter. And it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven sticks of butter. But instead of having, like, the comedy... Or comedy, like, <laughs> the measuring units on the stick of butter and, like, where it says butter, it has people's Or the nutritional names. info. This actually has people who many of us have heard of. Hugh Jackman, um, Jennifer Garner, and others. Ty Burrell. I know them by their faces, but I don't know them by their names. So yeah, it's it's called Butter. And then, what's the description of this Butter movie? All right, I'll let you read this one because I don't want to anymore. There you go. Okay. Butter. In Iowa, a girl in foster care discovers her talent for butter carving and finds herself pitted against an ambitious local woman in their town's annual contest. (laughs) You saw this movie. Describe it for us, please. Yeah, since I've seen this movie and can describe it, you know, I've I've really enjoyed the, the fact that you just had a competition, talent competition, I just have a talent competition, and I actually watched a talent competition movie called America's Got Talent, Eurovision, (laughs) starring Will Ferrell recently, and that movie, you know what, it's amazing, because this is what it seems like, they copied it exactly, (laughs) 
you see, you wouldn't expect much from a few comedians and then like a, a drama love kind of person mixing it up into a talent show type of a movie. But here's the plot. Dream of a, the life of a child growing up was to make butter and to let all of North America know it. And everything in her life is a screw up. And everybody doesn't believe in her. And her dad blames the death of the mom on her. And uh, then they end up entering a butter carving competition, but lose. But everybody's on a ship, and the ship blows up. And all of the people who are placed in front of her die. So she gets to make it to the North America butter carving competition where she fails epically, but the people actually believe in her, so they give her another shot. She breaks the rules in the final number, Oof. wins the hearts of the fans, however, loses the competition to a guy from Russia who sings, I mean, carves a tiger into butter. While singing. While singing. And I think the butter carving in the movie was actually pretty impressive, even though it was really stupid. Here's what I know. My did favorite did butter, you cry? No. Oh. My favorite butter um, art was actually entitled Ya Ya Ding Dong. <laughs> that was a good carving. It's fun and lighthearted, but it's full of innuendo. Nice. So I give the movie, surprisingly, 7 out of 11. Uh, that came out of nowhere. I... Rip. Slurpy day. COVID ruined that as well. That's right. 7-Eleven. So in case anybody's actually watched Eurovision, you'll know exactly what you're expecting with butter. Because that's exactly how it went. Very nice. Uh, do you have that name again of that candidate who lost and is going to talk now? Oh, yeah. So, um, wait, was it Teddy Katz? <laughs> yep, Teddy Katz. All right, so Teddy Katz is here with us. Now, Teddy, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, Teddy, uh, you've recently lost the presidential election. As um, expected. Yeah, as expected. He I was rooting for you. He didn't have high, high hopes. Um, I couldn't vote, though, because of my criminal record. So, can you just try to explain to us your level of um, intellect regarding math? Where are you at? Well, if I could do math, I would give you a number. <laughs> Oh, Teddy Katz. Oh, Teddy Katz. Well, that might be the reason that he lost, because his entire campaign was built on financial uh, elements. So as a reminder, you are, you are up for the snowball funding, where you take the entire national budget and just apply it to one problem at a time. So, uh, you know, we, we know that you, you really had a high priority on animal adoption. So why is that so dear to your heart? And why do you think we should apply several trillion dollars to solve that problem? It'd be over quick. I like animals. Good pets, good food. Spoken like a true man. Spoken like a true man. And um, what is it about circuses that you think we need to put trillions of dollars towards? Because you, you thought that we should fund uh, circus training schools more heavily than we currently do. Yeah, so if you get more normal people doing the circus and not those creepy people, I think that would be more enjoyable. You know, and uh, like... Maybe clean up the tents a little bit. It wouldn't be, again, it would be quick, easy, and a little bit cheap, but it was just an idea. My vision for the future. You know, that's actually not a bad idea. This Teddy Cat 2020. Those carnies were kind of creepy. I, I don't think I've actually ever been to a circus before. You know, I have, but I've also been to a lot of fairs and festivals, and it kind of just seems 
Seems like it needs all the budget you know, fix, right? Exactly. It <laughs> seems like we need to be ta- – instead of giving people like LeBron James and Patrick Mahomes millions of dollars to be performing on a football field or a basketball court, those are the kind of people we need in our circuses. Mm. I'm with you, Teddy Cats. Appreciate it. Pummeling problems for a trillion dollars at a time. Well, maybe you can pummel your problems alone at home because you are not the president, but we appreciate your appearance. But hey, I am rooting for you for the 2021 election because it's a yearly thing on this podcast. Although I actually, a little bit of a truth bomb, not a truth bomb, but a little bit of a news bomb. This may be our last episode because you're leaving for a rafting trip. With a bunch of children in about a week, right? Yeah, don't, don't mention that in public. I don't want people hating on me. You are secretly going on a covert mission that is imperative to our nation. Yeah, with butter. With butter. <laughs> Ooh. And I think while you're gone, I'm probably heading back to school. Trip is my dedicated cats get paid. Because <laughs> he didn't spend all of his money because oh. he didn't apply it correctly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a bummer, Kenny. So the yearly... Well, then, you know what that means. Word from our sponsor. Our sponsor today is... A vague threat. Salad fries. Or that. So salad fries are a way to combat American obesity. Hmm. Why is everyone fat? Finger foods. Am I right? Chicken nuggets. You eat them with your... Fingers. French fries. You eat them with your... Toes. French fingers. Okay, so it's too easy to eat fattening foods with your fingers while you're driving. You just tuck it in a little cup holder thing and you just munch while you're going. What we need is healthy foods, but what do you need for a salad? A fork. What do you need for a salad? A bowl. You can't eat out of that when you're driving until salad fries. You take tiny little strips of things like carrots, cucumbers, croutons, bacon bits, and you wrap it up into, you know, maybe like a quarter inch or a half inch cylinder of lettuce and you stack them up and down in a french fry box and you just pick it up dip it in your ranch sauce good to go alternatively if we want healthy fries let's start making them with potatoes that's a vegetable right let's start making french fries with potatoes that's what they're made of currently i don't believe you okay (laughs) they don't look anything like a potato to me exactly they're even the waffle fries they're small and they're cylindrical, whereas potatoes are fat and kind of cylindrical. Did you just describe the difference between you and I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're fine. We're sorry. <laughs> well, Kenny, right. we reached our time limit. That doesn't exist, by the way. That we've made up every week. Yep, 33 minutes. Yeah. 25 seconds. Even timing us? Yes, I do every week. I feel violated. But that's just me. That's just you. Well, it's been a pleasure casting these pods with you. Oh, posting cads with you is... <laughs> posting cads? It's... Oh, I'm just posting cards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, it was fun. All right. So do we have an official turn off or are you just going to hit the button like mid-sentence?